This is Cabernet and True Crime, the place where good wine and true crime come together. Hello friends, and welcome back to Cabernet and True Crime. I'm your host, Jana, and this is your Serially Short Sunday. Uh, so I will apologize in advance. Um, I took last week off. So, <laughs> my dad had hip surgery last Friday, and I thought it was going to be like a, you know, it'll be fine. He's had his hip replaced before, the other one. So, I just assumed, you know, it'd be like, he got his hip replaced, bingo, bango, dad'll be okay. And he is okay, uh, but it was a little more difficult for me to process than I had originally anticipated. Um, and... I guess, you know, my mental health and my family's physical health will always be number one. So, I mean, sorry if I ever have to take time off. Uh, it's just, it's usually for a good reason. Um, I don't like to linger on the fact that I missed a week too much uh, because that stresses me out. <laughs> so, um, my dad is happy and healthy uh, for the most part. He's still recovering and I feel better about the fact that my dad is okay. And now I am in a proper mindset to uh, talk some true crime with you guys, okay? Also, to point out the fact I am using my headphones to record today, and it makes me feel very uncomfortable, like I feel out of my element, so I will apologize in advance that I feel like I'm in a weird place. <laughs> also, I can't like hear myself anymore, so I feel like I'm screaming, but I just listened back to my like last little like chunk of audio and I'm not screaming, but I just I feel like I am. So, sorry. <laughs> okay. So, I found this guy, the guy we're going to be talking about today, and I don't even remember how I found out about this guy, uh, but I found a documentary about him that will, let me tell you, absolutely blow your socks off. It is free on YouTube, or you can find it in a Daily Mail article. Uh, not entirely sure where like you would find that, but I promise you, there's several free versions of it on YouTube, and it's called the Ahmad Siraji India's Sorcerer from Hell is what it's called. It shouldn't be that hard to find. There are uh, at least six of them. They're all in varying qualities of production, but they are all the same documentary, just uploaded in different qualities. So 10 out of 10, it's a wild ride from start to finish. I highly recommend you to go like watch that after, after you listen to this, of course, you know. And that, before we proceed, is kind of how I want the Serially Short Sundays to be from now on. I'll give you a, a, I mean, obviously I'll tell you the whole story, but I'll give you a brief overview of a, of a crime, and then maybe direct you towards, um, somebody else's content who, like, explains it very well. Uh, because it would be weird to just, like, completely write down that whole documentary and just tell it to you again when I can give you like the highlight bits and just have you go watch it yourself give them credit where credit is due and um you know give you like a little taste and if you're interested in it then you can go look at more things right okay so Ahmad Siraji was born on December 12th 1952 in Indonesia he worked as a cattle breeder and was also a well-known dukan um or Dukun, I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce it. I, I had practiced for this 
podcast and then I just I forgot completely so it's D-U-K-U-N Dukun Dukun um he was known as Dukun A.S. is what they called him for Ahmad Siraji uh so apparently Dukun is a Malay term for shaman and Malay is the language speak um, spoken in that general area but also in Indonesia so um, that's a melee term for shaman. They are known as traditional healers, spirit mediums, and on occasion sorcerers and those who perform black magic. So the Wikipedia article that I, I clicked on to figure out what a dukun was, uh, it goes out of their way to tell you that a dukun is not the same as a pawing, which is um, a witch doctor or medicine man. Uh, dukuns are, quote, Simply scammers and criminals preying on gullible and superstitious people who were raised to believe in the supernatural. And, you know, like put that in your back pocket for later because he was a well-known Dukin, so think about that. But um, apparently these types of things are very popular in Indonesia because they do really believe in, you know, the supernatural and they are very suspicious individuals is what... uh, was the comment that the Wikipedia article had made about Indonesia, especially in the area that um, Ahmad Siraji was kind of vibing in. So he would get people, mostly women, who went to Siraji, they wanted to remain beautiful, uh, acquire a a lover, gain monetarily, or they wanted to keep their boyfriends or husbands faithful. Um, So it was mostly like love spells and beauty spells, and they wanted money, basically. Um, so women would go to Siraji with this intent and he would lead them into a field, bury them up to the waist and tell them that this was all part of the ritual. Then he would strangle them, killing them and drink their saliva. Yep. Uh, then he would unbury them, strip their clothes away and bury them back in the ground with their heads pointing toward his home, which he thought would enhance his magical powers. Okay. And as if that whole thing was not like strange enough, because it is, it's quite, um, you're losing me at the drink and spit part is, I mean, really you lost me at the whole beginning of it, but you really lost me at the drinking spit part. But he did all of this because he had a dream in 1986 that his father's ghost said that he had to drink the saliva of 70 dead women. And then, and only then would he become a real mystic healer. So, after Siraji was caught, because I'm sorry to ruin it for you, the suspense, but Siraji gets caught at the end of this, he tells the police, and this is a direct quote, My father did not specifically advise me to kill people, so I was thinking it would take ages if I had to wait to get 70 women. I was trying to get to it as fast as possible, so I took my own initiative to kill. Which, I mean, I can't really argue with that logic. Uh, It's not good, but I guess, you know, 70 women, it would take a long time to find 70 dead women. So, I mean, make, manifest your destiny, right, I guess. So, between 1986 and 1997, Siraji killed 42 girls and women. Uh, They ranged in age from 11 to 30. His 11-year killing spree came to an end when 21-year-old Sri Kamala Dewi 
went missing, and on April 30th, her body was discovered by a group of people. Um, this was the part in the documentary that really uh, piqued my interest, and I was like, no, I'm going to tell everybody about this. So they were in a field, I'm assuming the sugarcane field that uh, Siraji was killing these women in, but so they, they found a weird patch of dirt, right, and it smelled bad, so they kind of poked around, but they called the government, and they were like, hey, uh, you know, we found a weird patch of dirt. Should be like, what do we do? And the government said, keep digging. And if you get to something that looks human, call us back and we'll be out there. But if you, if you, uh, keep digging and you find something that's probably animal, you know, it's your own call, figure out what you want to do with it. Um, so they kept digging as they were instructed to, and they found a body that was definitely human. And then they, of course, called the police. It was, um, it was our girl, sorry, Sri Camilla Dewey. Uh, she, she was obviously the body in there. Um, police found her handbag, clothing, and jewelry in Siraji's possession, and that was that. So they arrested him. Eventually, he confessed, um, and then he confessed to the murders of 41 other women. And police dug up the sugarcane field and found all of their bodies. Uh, apparently, Siraji had three wives, and they were all sisters, which seems chaotic, I guess I'd say is the word. It seems chaotic to me. Um, but they were all arrested as well for their participation in the murders. But only one, and her name was Tumini, was tried as his accomplice. And she actually actually originally got um, the death penalty, but she was able to have that to change to life in prison. So Siraji was sentenced to death by a firing squad. And on July 10th, 2008, uh, he was shot to death. He was 57 years old. After that, he was supposed to be buried in a public cemetery, but over 100 relatives of the victims disrupted the funeral and kept it from happening. So he was buried somewhere else, I'm presuming. Uh, so like I said before, like that's the end of it, that's the story. But like I said, this documentary was very fascinating. There's actually a movie that they actually, the whole documentary bases a lot of their videography about um, a movie that was called Dukun AS. I still, I'm not ever going to pronounce that word right, but Dukun AS, um, which is a movie about um, Maud Siraji, and then actual news footage from them digging up the sugar, the sugar cane fields. And they have um, families of the victims that actually talk and they interview them in the, in the documentary. It was actually really interesting. Um, again, if you'd like to know the name of it, it is called, sorry. <laughs> um, Ahmad Siraji, Indonesia Sorcerer from Hell. If you just type that in, actually, if you even just type in Ahmad Siraji, you'll find it. I promise. Uh, he's like the first thing that comes up. Um, and that are the daily mail article is actually one of the first things that comes up when you type in his name. So you should be able to find it. Uh, highly recommend it's about an hour long. So, um, that's that you're serially short Sunday. I'm getting better at timing 11 minutes. <laughs> one of these days I'll get it down to an art. I just, I, I have to practice. So with that being said, this was Jana from Cabernet and True Crime. Um, if you like this, follow me on Instagram. I also have a YouTube channel where I talk about conspiracy theories. Um, yeah, that's a lot of fun. So if you want to join me, um, it's at Cabernet and True Crime. And that's my handle for uh, YouTube as well. And if you go to CabernetandTrueCrime.com slash link dash tree, it'll have a... Um, 
a link to everything. Uh, so you could just go right there and it'll tell you where everything's at. And now I'm on Google Podcasts. So that's exciting. I submitted my work and they were like, yeah, we can have you on here. So now I'm actually, I mean, depending on where you're listening to this, I am officially on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google, and Stitcher. So if you want to listen to me anywhere you want, there you go. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm getting, you know, I'm doing it. <laughs> it's almost like I'm a real podcaster, right? So with that being said, I love you guys all forever and ever. And I hope you enjoyed this. And please check out the documentary and tell me what you think. I'll catch you guys on Tuesday.